Three months after he was kicked out of the Tally Ho Casino for copying cards, Jennings called in a marker and snagged a matinee gig in their second-floor lounge. The contract, such as it was, had a special stipulation that he never step foot on the casino floor. That included the private rooms. Cockney Carl Baldwin, the casino owner, whom Jennings had once helped out of a pretty large jam, warned him that he'd better not fall back on his promise. As it is, Carl told him, you're lucky to be alive. The tally-ho was a dump several blocks west of Fremont, populated by locals and a healthy dose of low-income tourists. The gig didn't pay much, but then the show Jennings gave them in return for that pay wasn't worth a whole hell of a lot either. Mostly card tricks, a few coin gags, and a mentalism routine he'd ripped off, patter and all, from Max Maven. He'd go table to table as a couple of cheap ceiling-mounted video cams followed him, projecting his amazing feats of sleight of hand onto a large-screen TV for all the tourists to see. They seemed to like it, the tourists, giving him rousing rounds of applause between sips of watery pina colada. He made cards disappear, dealt perfect hands of poker, and changed a blue deck into red right before their startled Midwestern eyes. Jennings didn't really hear the applause. It wasn't much more than a buzz in his head, a cue for the next bit of canned patter, while his mind retreated into that dark cave it seemed to find so comforting these days. Either that, or he was strapped into his time machine, reminiscing about those long-ago days before God or whoever decided, as Cockney Carl would say, to take a giant two-bob bit on his head. It was all pretty pathetic, when you thought about it. But that's the way it was for Jennings. He was on autopilot, headed nowhere fast. Until Holly Addison's murder changed everything. I say we go for all three, Scully said. Bing, bang, boom, all in one night. It was about 7 p.m. on a warm Thursday. They were sitting in the snack shop of the Golden Sands Bowling Center, the thunder of league night protecting them from prying ears. Scully had a printout in front of him, three of the entries highlighted in yellow. The header read, State Line Security Systems. Bing, bang, boom, huh? Scully nodded. One right after the other. You realize, Jennings said, we take down one, it seems like a random act that maybe nobody but the homeowner cares about. We go for all three, we'll make state line security and the boys at Metro Patrol Division look pretty bad. Scully shrugged. Boo friggin' who? Come on, Scully, think. When cops look bad, they work harder. That's more heat than we can afford. Wasn't that an oxymoron? Scully asked. What? Hard-working cops? Jennings looked at him. There was a time when he might have thought this was funny, might even have made the joke himself. There was also a time he would have smacked Scully upside the head and told him to watch his mouth. Instead, he said, Don't let greed get in the way of your common sense. You want to talk? Jennings ignored the comment. Just pick one and give me the particulars. Scully did. 
choosing the house that he thought offered them the highest return for their labor. They discussed strategy for a moment, then Jennings said, That's the one we hit then, tomorrow night. Scully raised his eyebrows. What's your rush? I'm starting to get the itch again.